Welcome to the Journey Women podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Belis. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. On today's episode, we are wrapping up our series on the fruit of the spirit. Y'all hung with me through this series that may have sounded a little bit Sunday school at first, but if you're like me, you have found yourself convicted, challenged, and encouraged all the way through. These episodes on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness have laid out how the fruit of the spirit passage in Galatians 5 really summarizes true gospel living. Today is no different. I'm chatting with Blair Lynn on the topic of self-control in which we find ourselves pointed back to the cross yet again. She said, Jesus says in Luke 9, right? If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, right? Take up his cross daily and follow me. And, and that really is what this life is. It's that we should be living out the gospel every single day. Like the reality of the death and resurrection should be happening in our life every day, dying to our flesh and living in newness of life through the Spirit. Lord, work that in us. So you know today's guest a little better. Blair Lynn is a wife and mom of three. She's a spoken word poet, Bible teacher, and author. She's the director of women's ministries at her church, Risen Christ Fellowship in Philly, where her husband is one of the founding pastors. Now, on to my conversation with Blair Lynn on the topic of self-control. Blair, welcome to the Journey Women podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be a part. This is really, really fun. I have known about you for quite some time. Uh, your husband's pretty popular, and I <laughs> <laughs> also learned um, through following your husband's work that you do spoken word and that you're a writer too. So it's just really cool to get to connect with you today. I was so excited to see that you are a contributor for his testimonies, My Heritage, which is a Bible study. Would you call it a Bible study, or is it more of a commentary? Kind of more a devotional. A devotional. Is what I would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of Psalm 119 with a lot of other uh, women of color. I am just so excited about that project. And when I saw you were a contributor, I was like, oh, maybe I can get her on the show. So thanks for joining me. Thank you, Hunter. Yeah, I'm glad to be a part. I really am. Glad to have this conversation with you. And it's good to have, you know, be able to, yeah, just fellowship over God's word. Amen. One of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do, and I know it's yours as well as you're the director of women's ministry at your church in Philly, uh, where your husband's also one of the pastors. Um, what else am I missing? I know you have three precious little kiddos. Uh, I your do. mama, your writer. What else am I missing? What fills your days? Yeah, my days. I'm also a student at Southeastern in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I'm oh, taking classes online that's right now. Yes. Um, and that's really it. I mean, my children, my husband um, take up my time and I'm just, yeah, we're just in a really good, beautiful season, um, loving the time. But it's my first time, actually, that all three of my children are in school. So it's kind of weird. It's a whole new world. Yeah, I'm like, this is different. Um, Let me take a couple classes online. I have a little bit of time. That's amazing. Um, That's really exciting. So your youngest is the same age as my oldest. So I'm like just a phase behind you. Yes, I was there. It's a really crazy time. Brooks and I look at each other and we're like, wow, that was a full day. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We had three, three and under. Um, wow. And That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I understand this, you know, it's a, it's an adventure. Definitely. Yes, you do. Well, <laughs> this is very encouraging. I know we have many moms of young little, so this is really encouraging to me. I have three, four and under uh, and the days are full and I can't imagine having uh, just kind of like the brain capacity, the thought, the all, obviously I'm lacking it right here. I can't even think of the words that I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I can't imagine going back to school and actually being able to uh, sit and like absorb that knowledge. So this is about the extent of me absorbing <laughs> new knowledge uh, apart from sitting in Bible study and sitting under our pastor's teaching at church. So <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> oh, well, that's so wonderful. Well, I wanted to talk to you about the topic of self-control because we're in this series on the fruit of the spirit. And so I thought we'd just kick it off. I think it's really helpful just to offer like a definition when we're talking about terms like self-control, just to be clear about what we mean. So what is self-control? Like what's the purpose of self-control and what actually is it? So uh, when I think of self-control, I think of self-restraint, but even more just to flesh it out a bit more, I would say it's when the Spirit of God constrains our flesh Mm. so that we're actually able to walk in the Spirit with this habitual moderation. And that translates into our thoughts, right? Our actions, our words, and our feelings. So it's it's teaching or or telling our, our sinful passions no while telling the Holy Spirit, yes. <laughs> that would be my definition. I'm like, I could just end the whole podcast right there. I need to <laughs> I need to sit and think about that for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. And and that that's what's so beautiful about the word is it's just so thorough, right? I mean, I think when God ministers to us through his word, it's not just it's not flat. He's not just saying, I'm gonna deal with one area of your life, but it really translates into every area mm-hmm. of our life. And I would say the purpose of self-control is Christ-likeness, right? And especially in view of the book of Galatians, right? It's walking in the reality of our union with Christ. And I think remembering what Paul said um, earlier in the book, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, where Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And it's like right there. I mean, we find throughout the book of Galatians, you have these little gospel snippets, Mm -hmm. kind of. Um, But the gospel is there, right? That it's no longer us who lives, but it's Christ living in us now. But in view of that, recognizing at one time that wasn't the case, right? At one time, we had no self-control, right? We were dead in our sins and transgressions. And, and, by God's grace, when we recognized our sinfulness, someone was right there to share the gospel with us, right? To share that good news and help us see that there was one mediator between us and and God. And that's the man, Jesus Christ, who lived a perfectly self-controlled life, um, you know, was willing to go to the cross and die a death that he didn't deserve because he was perfect, but we deserved because of our sin and our lack of self-control. And then he resurrects three days later with all power in his hand, proving that his sacrifice was received, right? Proving his innocence, ascending to the right hand of the Father. And we know that he's going to come back and he's going to get his bride. and, And that bride should reflect him 
And so when we heard that message, we repented, we believed in Christ, we received the Holy Spirit. And as a result of that, now we're actually able to live this new life. And a part of that is bearing fruit. Um, so bearing that fruit of a self-controlled, spirit-filled life um, now that we have God. And I would just say the very concept of self-control, it it tells us that there's a battle happening, right, mm. um, between our flesh and our spirit. And I think, yeah, we have to remember, I think, what Jesus says in Luke 9, right? If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, mm-hmm. right? Take up his cross daily and follow me. And and that really is what this life is. It's that we should be living out the gospel every single day. Like the reality of the death and resurrection should be happening in our life every day, dying to our flesh and living in newness of life through the Spirit. Tell me this. Is it my Mm. season? Is it just me, Blair? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that taking up the cross piece is minutely like it is. I need the, it's not, I need the every hour. It's, I need the every minute, you know? It's like, I, I think, especially with uh, having little kids, I just, and being like a type A, like driven, productive person, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you know, when you're trying to get out the door, you got the shoes on, and then they're like, no, these aren't the right socks. Like, and and (laughs) you're like, but, but you already have your shoes on. And they're like, no, I'm not going to wear these shoes. I'm going to sit down on the floor and I'm going to throw a fit. And you're like, wait, 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 I'm losing (laughs) self-control right here. I'm like, get your shoes on. You know, it's just so difficult. I think in and through the day, like I love thinking about self-control and all of that, but man, it really does require what you talked about where I'm like feeling like I'm just beating down my flesh. Mm. Why is this such a struggle if anybody Mm. out there is feeling like (laughs) I'm feeling? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We're weak. Uh We're weak. We're needy. Um, We're but dust, you know, and we're in this fallen world, right, where there's temptations inside of us and outside of us. We're fighting against Satan, the world, our flesh, and it's hard. It's really hard. And I think in view of like just the daily grind of seeking to trust the Lord minute by minute, Praise God for one, Hunter, that like God has given you the ability to be aware of your need minute by minute. And I think if we see suffering, because sometimes that's what it is, even though it's mm-hmm. a blessing, you know, Absolutely. there are blessings there, but it is, it's that it's sanctification that's happening. And if we see like, God, you have placed these set of circumstances here ordained specifically for me that I'll call out to you. <laughs> And, and 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 commune with you in the midst of it. Mm. Like, praise God Amen. that you're answering my prayer through these very difficult trials. Yeah. And so I think it's having that perspective. I do think, too, sometimes we can drop off our communion with Christ. So we have so much to do during the day that our aim is not I want Christ, you know, I want mm. God to be glorified. Sometimes it's just, I want to be self-controlled or, oh man, I wasn't self-controlled, you know? And I think very similar to like the Galatians who were tempted to go towards circumcision, like our, the object, what's the object of our faith? It's to be Christ in the midst Amen. of, man, you need, you, you know, get your socks 
you know, like, we gotta go. That was me this morning. We have to go, you know. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know. Well, that was me yesterday. So, okay. <laughs> you're, so it's like, you're in good company. Okay. But yeah, just my, my eyes being so focused upon the here and now that I forget, wait, there's a bigger thing happening. Like God's glory and like me communing with the yeah. Lord. And, and what's most important, I try to tell my children, you know, it's like, yes, it's important to be on time, but like, you're more important than us being on time. Amen. You know, like you're more important than, um, you know, whatever I could be tempted to right. get flustered about. And so I want to teach that in that moment. And sometimes it is very hard. I have found there are times where I can be very prayerful and, you know, just the whole day I'm just meditating upon the Lord and in worship and, you know, have to have a hard conversation and I'm praying through it and it's going very well. And then, you know, an hour later, something else happens. I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> yes, just I kind do. Of just, you know, let it all go. And I'm like, Lord, what's going on? It's that I stopped the communion. You know, it wasn't about the communion. <laughs> I was so focused upon the right. earthly thing, you yes. know, yes. rather than being focused upon the Lord. And, 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 and yeah, and that's made all the difference in those times where I'm able to, we're still late <laughs> or, you know, you're switching up your sock um, at the last minute, <laughs> but it doesn't bother me as much. You right. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because it's not the main thing. I do know what you're saying. And I think you're so right that even in those little moments, that's like the most teachable moments, I think, for our kids. And we often miss it trying to get to what we think might be a more teachable moment, like, you know, getting into the car and listening to our scripture memory verses on our CD or something. It's like, no, this moment right here, like mm -hmm. you have this opportunity to show them true sacrificial love and Christ likeness. Like you said, we've kind of laid out like some of the ways. I mean, I've been a little explicit with the ways that I struggle with this, but yeah, what are some um, particular ways that scripture says that we might be wrestling with self-control? Yeah. One of the things that comes to mind is gluttony. We don't often mm -hmm. think we don't talk about that a lot. That is an untouchable topic. I feel like a lot of times people don't yeah. want to mention that. Right. Yes. But I think we should mention it because the Bible does. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, nowadays, I don't know, I hear people more so like, yeah, I'm a foodie. It's not like, oh, I struggle with this. Um, it, it's become just kind of a positive, um, looked at as a positive thing. And and so, yeah, can be nervous about talking with other friends or even getting accountability upon that issue. And so, yeah, that's one area that I've seen. I'm like, and even for myself, um, you know, it's, we eat pretty healthy, but so I'm like gluten-free, dairy-free, have all this stuff, you know, but like I, I made this chocolate cake last week <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, why do I feel like every day I need a slice of cake? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. why, why can't I just say no? <laughs> you know, um, I'm like, Lord, I need your help. Or even just don't make the cake right now. I'm weak. I need you. Um, or even, yeah, feeling the sense of, um, you know, I deserve to have this cake because, you know, I've all the things day. that I'm doing. Yeah. yeah like, I um, heard that your child ripped up one of your Bibles as well. I was like, oh, that kind of hurt me when I heard that. Wow. It's not the first time it's happened either. Oh, man, yes. So, um, so I think that's one way. I think, uh, I mean, one we talk about a lot is drunkenness, which I notice with when, and like even in Titus 2, when it's speaking of like the self-controlled woman, right. often like wine is mentioned or, dr you know, drinking, yeah. not drinking too much wine. We see that in Proverbs mm -hmm. as well. So I think that's also 
an issue. One of the things in my definition I mentioned was our thoughts and our emotions, which I think often we don't we don't always make that connection with self-control, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think about Eve in the garden, right? Believing the lie, did God really say, um, you know, so entertaining that thought, those sinful thoughts. And we do that. I do that. You know, at times I struggle with, you know, believing lies and and having to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Yeah. And emotions, you know, I know <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but, you know, like, you know, that can be a struggle, Um, you know, once a month (laughs) trying to think through how can I make sure that I'm being self-controlled when I feel a heightened, a more heightened sense of emotion, you know, and so not drawing conclusions based upon what I feel, kind of letting that, you know, the hormones or what have you pass so that I can make wise choices, make Mm -hmm. choices um, that's not just something that's fleeting, you know, based upon what I feel. So those are a couple of things that yeah, I think about. I relate to all of those. Like on the flip side, where do we see scripture admonishing us to actually practice self-control? Obviously, we see that mm-hmm. in this passage that we're focusing in on in Galatians 5. Mm-hmm. But where else do we see that in scripture? Yeah, I think about it. Second Timothy 3, where it talks about the last days. It says, mm. you know, in the last days, there'll be times of difficulty. And it gives this whole list, right? Like people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous. And then it says, without self-control, um, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lover of pleasure rather than lovers of God, you know? And so again, there's that warning that, um, you know, those who have a saving faith should live a self-controlled life, self-controlled overall. It should define us, right? Um, When someone looks at our life, they shouldn't say, oh, like, Mm-hmm. This person is just reckless, you know, or we blend right in with the world. There should be a distinction because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. That's really helpful. So if somebody's listening and they're like, man, I just f- keep failing in this area. And honestly, Blair, mm-hmm. there's a lot of days where I feel like that, particularly in the context of motherhood, where you're like, man, I'm, I really want to practice self-control, but it's like, I just feel like I'm consistently messing up, consistently having to walk in confession uh, Mm -hmm. and walk in repentance and preach the gospel to myself. Like what is a girl to do when she feels like she's just really failing in this area? Yeah, I understand. Um, I would just say, pray and ask the Lord for help. Yes. Um, you know, because he like he understands he's, you know, tempted at all points yet without sin. But I think he understands what we're going through and he knows that we are frail. Um, you know, we're little clay jars, but we've been filled with eternal treasure. And so I would say ask the Lord to give you a heart to confess your sin wherever it is found and just ask the Lord to give you a heart of repentance. One of the things I've seen in myself at times is I can be quick to confess, but not quick to repent. Hmm. It's easy to kind of talk about it. And I'll, you know, you share your prayer requests with people like this is what I'm struggling with. But we never get around to saying, OK, Lord, change my heart about this. Yeah. Some, sometimes I realize like in order for me to have a true 
genuine repentance, I have to be very honest with myself that sometimes I don't want Christ-likeness. Sometimes I don't want, you know, to be self-controlled. I love my sin sometimes. And so I have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, God, you know, like, because he knows anyway. But totally. to say, Lord, you know, I, I need your help because I don't want this. I don't want to... I want to live according to the flesh at times, and that is opposed to who you are and who you've made me to be. So, Lord, change me, deliver me, help me so that I'll walk in the Spirit so I don't fulfill the lust of my flesh. Um, So I think getting honest with God, I think we can have accountability with others, asking others to pray for us. You know, the times where I find um, a lack of self-control, because I think sometimes we, you know, we look at these fruits as kind of individual things, right. but but in the Bible, it says the fruit singular yes. of the spirit. Yes. So it really is all encompassing. This is one, this is our, how our life is right. to be displayed. But really what it is, is it's to be all encompassing. The fact that we are filled with the spirit, we're walking in the spirit. Now we're able to actually bear fruit in line with the spirit. Yep. Um, so it's not these individual things, but I found that when, you know, I'm lacking in self-control, it's like my whole life, there's, you see evidences of crumbling throughout For my sure. life. For it's sure. It's not just one little area. It's not like, oh, I'm struggling with eating. And so my time in the word is still going very well. And so I think a lot of the times our time in the word, our time fellowshipping with, before the Lord in prayer and singing before him, I think a lot of the times that falls off. And then we see like, oh, I haven't been Mm -hmm. denying myself in this area. And so now I see the fruit of it in other areas, you know, so. Yes, I do. And which later in Galatians, he says, basically, we reap what we sow, you know, like, Mm. you know, if we sow to the spirit, right, we're going to reap the benefit of doing that. If we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap the destruction that comes with that. Yeah, it helps you to see those moments, like uh, I mentioned, where you're just, you know, struggling to get your toddler in in their socks and shoes as just a kindness of the Lord, where you're like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. like I'm having a a hard time responding patiently and lovingly to this situation. Uh, What, you know, and and it's Mm -hmm. kind of almost like a a little uh, yellow flag, like a warning flag, like, hey, you know, let's check it in. Let's check in heart. Like where you been looking, you know, like where have you been looking for joy for those of us who resonate with what you're saying, just the continual need uh, for confession, repentance, what hope do we have? Our only hope, Hunter, as you know, is the grace of God, right? Yes. I mean, you know, our hope is in, in the gospel that in the gospel, we can be honest we don't have to yes. hide, right? There's freedom in the gospel. So we don't have to pretend because God chose us before, you know, when he called us, even while we were yet sinners, you know, so he knew that we would struggle with sin. So we don't have to hide, which is a blessing. And that we can always go to him with all of our burdens and all of our cares. And because he loves us, he hears us. And then the Bible says that also he who started the work, he will complete the work. Amen. Praise the Lord. So yeah, we have this hope that, you know, God is going to finish the work he started in us. And so we should not be discouraged. So even if we have to cry out to the Lord all day, (laughs) because it's like, Lord, I keep failing. I keep failing. We can go again, like that persistent widow, go again, go back. He's our father. 
he's our father. He's not, you know, a judge. He's not looking at us as, you know, mm-hmm. um, as a judge. We've been adopted into his family. And so I would say just keep going back to your father and keep asking him for what you need. And, you know, we can, yeah, pray without ceasing and know that God's grace is sufficient for us. That's really our hope, you know? That's it. That is it. And I tell my kids that all the time and I love walking in repentance with them. And like you said, asking for accountability, my kids are Mm -hmm. eight months, three and four years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will often ask them to pray for me. I'll say, mommy Mm -hmm. is struggling with self-control. That's clear. You guys know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you please, can we sit down and can you pray for mommy that mommy would be patient, that she would be kind, that I would be loving towards you. And it's a sweet moment for me to kind of catch my breath to allow them to pray for me and just to admit my weakness to them and then to point them to Jesus and to say, man, praise the Lord for his grace. Like in these moments, the only hope that mommy has is Jesus. And, you know, I want to be the best parent that I can, but praise God that you don't need a perfect parent. You Mm -hmm. have a perfect parent in uh, our heavenly father, and I am here to point you to him. And so even in this failure, (laughs) uh, God in his kindness is using it to point you to your need for the perfect parent who is your heavenly father. Amen. That's an encouragement to me. Who is it that actually enables us to practice self-control? You've been mentioning Mm. it over and over, but I'd love it if you just kind of lay it out there explicitly, Mm -hmm. just in case anybody (laughs) hasn't uh, picked up what you're laying down. Right. Well, it's definitely not ourself. Uh, It's not coming from us. Um, It's coming from the triune God, you know. And and the reason I say Holy Father, Holy Son, Holy Spirit, because God is working in us to allow us to be Mm self-controlled, right? So from the moment that the Father chose us, right, we know that, you know, um, Jesus redeemed us, and the Holy Spirit has indwelt us. And, and so because of that and that faith relationship that we have with God, we're actually able to be fruitful. And so there's no other source. <laughs> That's why we can't, you know, like mm-hmm. when I was coming up, a lot of the times when it came to teaching on the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. it was almost like these distinct fruits and you just pursue like, oh, I just need to yeah, love more. You know, exactly. I just need to be more patient. And, you know, and you're just running, you know, kind of on this yeah. rat race, running after these virtues. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, we can't run after the virtues. We have to run after God. That's yes. what this is all about. Like, exactly. Like, what if you could have self-control apart from God? Like, would you want that? Hmm. You know, and, and I think we have to wrestle with that, that God is our aim. He's our goal, not just these virtues, but as a result of us getting God we receive these fruit, you know, as a result. So mm-hmm. it's the Lord. Amen. The Lord. <laughs> you know, I love how you keep uh, mentioning that it is the fruit of the Spirit. This is something we've been talking about throughout the context of the series. Amy Gannett, in the initial kind of opening, said it's it's a lot less like a fruit basket and more like mm-hmm. a bunch of grapes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, yes. So how does this particular fruit, self-control, work together with the other fruit of the Spirit that we see in the passage? Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, you know, it's that fruit of the Spirit, the singular. And so they're all working together because 
So I look at it like this. Imagine a tree. The tree has roots. The deeper that we go in the Lord, you know, the roots dig deeper and deeper down into the ground. You know, the seed is the word, right? Sustaining that tree. And there's living water, right? Nourishing that tree and um, the word of God nourishing that tree. And as that tree continues to grow by God's means of grace, that tree produces fruit, an abundance of fruit. And and we see, you know, I mean, we can look at Psalm 1 or we can look at, um, you know, John 15, um, which gives this similar imagery. And, you know, so even in John 15, it says, you know, when, when that fruit is not bearing, you know, God prunes that fruit, you know, so that it will be more fruitful. And so I think that is kind of, a, you know, an image of the Christian life that we are like that tree planted, right? Bearing fruit in season, whose leaves do not wither. You know, all that we do, pros- it prospers because of Christ, because of God's word and the nourishment that we receive by the Holy Spirit. And so then we're able to be fruitful. And we see that, you know, these, the fruit that's happening, it's supernatural. (laughs) The word is supernatural, you know, like the Mm -hmm. work that Christ has done. All of this is the result of God, God working. None of it's natural. None of it's of the flesh, you know? And so that's kind of how I see them all working together. So on that tree should be love and joy and peace and patience Mm. and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. Not just like, oh, one person bears fruit in one way, you know, like, oh, you're the love tree, you know, but you struggle with patience, you know, like, um, we all should be bearing all of these fruits and it shows that we have been born of God. Yeah, I love that so much. Do you think there's a reason why he ends the list with self-control? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I, so when I looked it up, I do know that there are those who seek to categorize kind uh-huh. of the vices and the virtues. Right. Um, the only thing that I could think of, I was like, it made me think similar to the Ten Commandments. So like with the Ten Commandments, one thing that's interesting is, you know, you have commands about God, commands about how we are to, you know, love God, how we are to love other people. And then it ends with like, do not covet Interesting. Yeah. So it really deals with the heart, right? No one's really going to know if you're coveting, right? You know, it's it's not a very blatant sin. It's a very heart sin. And, and so I think similar, I wonder, this is my guess, I wonder if similar with um, self-control is sometimes it can, it's, it can be things that you're doing in private, yeah. you know? So yeah. even if you could say, oh yeah, I love, look, I give here, I do these, you know, oh yeah, like I'm doing pretty good with these things, <laughs> right? interacting with God, interacting with people. And Lord's like, okay, what's going on with your heart? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need you. I think it's also interesting how the Lord in his kindness almost always allows those secret sins to be exposed. Mm. And I'm just going to stick with this shoe analogy because that's just what where I'm at right now. Yes. Uh, but, you know, after the situation where I spoke harshly to my daughter to get her shoes on in the morning so we weren't late for early birds. I'm supposed to be the helper parent <laughs> on the playground. All right. And oh, I don't man. I don't like being late. And we have a babysitter come over that evening. And I'm in here in the sound booth recording like intro, outro ads for another episode. And I can hear my three-year-old from the kitchen say, excuse me, miss, you know, babysitter. She Uh says, 
I have something to tell you. The babysitter says, what's that? And she says, my mommy spoke harshly to me today. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. And Calling you're just you like, okay, you know, like, this right. is good. Like, this is right. what it looks like to be humbled. And I don't know, I, I would love uh, to hear you just kind of talk about this from your personal experience. But I think somewhere in me, I expected to feel a lot better about myself and my performance, like as the Mm. Lord continued to bring about sanctification in me. And what I'm realizing is that's just in in his kindness, the Lord doesn't allow us to go there. Like the more you know him, the more you know your need for him. And I feel personally, uh, after having walked with him now for, you know, decades, that I know more of my need for him and thereby know more of my lack of self-control probably than ever before in my entire life, despite maybe, you know, knowing him more deeply than ever before in my life. So what are your thoughts there? Like, do you experience that as well? Like, I definitely have those times where I look back like 10 years ago and I'm like, wow, the Lord's really done a work in me. But Mm -hmm. when I'm looking kind of at the trees instead of the forest, I often am just mainly encouraged to look to Christ and to cling to grace as opposed Mm -hmm. to look to my performance and think like, man, I'm really doing a lot better with self-control. And Hunter, honestly, I think that's where we are supposed to live. That's what I'm thinking you know too. What I'm yes. Yeah, I think and I'm we, just we're, realizing we're, that. <laughs> yeah. Like we're supposed to live there because the truth is you're probably bearing fruit that you don't exactly exactly and 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 that's actually good (laughs) yes it's it's the humility piece (laughs) yes yes because like literally i've been i remember like early on in my walk with the lord like feeling like oh i'm you know i'm not doing great and you know praying and asking god help me you know and this Mm -hmm. particular help me to love or help me to be Mm self-controlled and and then i see the lord like as i pursue christ i see him begin to do it in me and then i start looking like oh okay I'm doing pretty good. Like, you know, like I kind of got this. And then the Lord would have to, it was like a cycle. The Lord would have to very humble me and help me to say, oh no, this wasn't you. This was me. And, you know, and so I think being in that state of neediness, dependency, that's where it's at, honestly. So, but in that, sometimes we don't, we're, we're not as aware of the fruit you know, we're not. And, and I think it's actually good because our yeah. eyes are not on ourselves. Exactly. God is, yeah. God is using the circumstances to cause our attention to be on him Yes. Um, and serving others, which I think that's right where we need to be. Absolutely. So, yeah. I love, yeah. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I love the quote from Indelible Grace that says all the fitness he requires mm. uh, something to the extent of that is that we know our, is to know our need of him. Yes, yeah. to feel our need for him. Yep. Yeah, that That's is such right. an encouragement to me. So, as we're moving on from this series, you are the culminating episode, Blair. This is the last <laughs> yes. episode of the Fruit of the Spirit. How can we discern the difference between keeping in step with the Spirit's work in our lives and laboring in our own strength and ability? Mm, yeah, I think that's a good question. I think what our aim is, what our motive is for why we're doing what we're doing, I think it makes all the the difference. And the challenge is that we don't know our hearts, right? You know, I mean, we have to go to God to even see what's happening in our hearts, but that's where we can start. We can ask God, Lord, show me what's happening. What are my motives? Um, Because the, the, the motive should be Christ, right? It Mm -hmm. should be God's glory. It should be basking in the supremacy of God and saying, Lord, Mm -hmm. I want to depend upon you, right? I want to fellowship with you. 
And so if you're bringing suffering, which you will bring in my life, as a means of grace so that I will fellowship with you more, praise God, right? And so I think when we can have that aim, then we know, wait, the Lord is doing the work. Like, Hunter, you know, right now in your life, I'm needy. If there's any fruit that's being produced, it's God. Only by <laughs> you know God's grace. Yep. It's God's grace. Yep. But if we're if we're just putting our aim upon the mm-hmm. fruit, mm-hmm. then it's it's a false self-control, right? It's a false fruit. Totally. Um, that is pursuit. more about my glory. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's more about my glory. So whether I want to look a certain way in front of other people, I want to appear to be godly or fruitful um, or free. And it's like, what's the point? We can have the real thing. Yeah. Um, and only freedom comes in Christ, in the gospel. And so that should be our mm. aim. That should be our aim. It should be the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's really, really encouraging. I I'm so encouraged to go pick up my kids from preschool. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I hope that everybody is just encouraged, though, to look to the word. Um, It's just Mm. really great to get to hear from you, Blair, because you are saturated in the word. And that encourages me to look there also. What resources would you recommend for somebody who wants to learn more either about self-control, the fruit of the spirit or the book of Galatians in general? Yeah. Um, there are a couple books that I thought about. One is God is the Gospel by John Ooh. Piper. Oh, I have which never is a wonderful, read this. Really? Yes. yes. Okay. So I think if you to have your aim and your attention drawn upward, it's a wonderful devotion uh, for awesome. that. So I recommend that. I was thinking there's a book called Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets mm. of Self-Control. Have you heard of this? No, this is so oh, good. Oh, yes. Secrets of Se- to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science. It's by Drew Dick. And so that's another resource I would recommend. And then there was another book that really blessed me and encouraged me um, called Refresh mm. by Shauna and David Murray. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just how we can be not resting in the Lord, you know, yeah. and, and having other aims. And so it just encourages us to bring our focus back upon the Lord. So... Those are the three that I would say, yeah, would be an encouragement. Oh, well, these are great resources. I can't wait to check those out. Um, One of the things that I love to hear from every woman who comes on the show, just as like a little opportunity for us to get to know you a little bit better. Mm -hmm. What are three of your simple joys? Hmm. So one would definitely be a ripe mango. That would be, that would like, I love a good mango. My life right now. Um, I, yeah, I'm from, I was raised in Los Angeles. So uh-huh. I just love in LA, they would have these uh, fruit trucks uh-huh. where you can go and you, they cut up fruit for you and put like lime and like salt and um, this wonderful spices on it. And you could just buy them like $3 bags or $5 bags. So I that really sounds amazing. That. Isn't that great? Yes. Um, I didn't even yeah. know there was such a thing in the U.S. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. So, yes. Um, and then I would say too, um, I just love my family. So, so this is, this is not in order. <laughs> Let me just state, uh, it's not in order of importance, but, um, I love my family and I'm just really thankful. I mean, I have a wonderful husband who mm-hmm. is just lovely, um, and three children. And I just, I love the season that we're in where, you know, all of them are just talking and reasoning and asking questions. Wow. And, 
So I'm really, it's funny because, you know, we decided not to homeschool uh-huh. in the season. And so they're off to school, but I'm like, I really miss them. I'm ready for them to come back. <laughs> yeah. So that's been sweet. And then I'm like, what else? Maybe the beach. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Another thing I Always. miss from the West Coast yeah. is I used to love going to the beach almost every day. <laughs> what so, took you guys to Philly? Is that where you guys met? My husband lives in Philly. Okay. Um, I, I mean, well, of course he lives in Philly. My husband is born was born in Philly. Okay. And so he actually came back here to um, help plan a church. Yeah. So that's what brought us here. How long have you guys been in the area? We've been here four years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. So, yeah. So it's funny. We met on the West Coast in Long Beach, California. Okay. But, but our whole relationship was long distance. So he was in really? Philly. I was in LA. Yeah. That's so um, cool. How yeah, long have you guys so, been married now? It's been nine years. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank it's you. really, really fun. Yeah. You know, it's just been such a joy to get to sit in the sound booth and get to hear from you today. I know you've had an impact on so many of our listeners, myself included. And one of the other questions that I love to hear from women who I welcome on to the Journeyman podcast and men, there have been a few male guests. <laughs> um, who is it that's had the greatest impact on your own journey with Jesus? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, it's hard to just pick one person. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, and honestly, Hunter, I've always longed for that one older woman to kind of, you know, to uh, swoop me up and disciple me. And there have been women along the way, but there hasn't just been that one. And the Lord really had to show me that I never promised that, <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's, that's not what, you know, even the Titus two older women teaching younger women, it's not like, oh, you're going to have this one, one person. specific woman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I've been shaped by, um, there is a sister in California that I met in college. Who's been a huge blessing, Mrs. Karen. Um, she has been just faithful to keep in touch, even though it's been long distance, just walking through parenting and marriage. And Mm -hmm. I remember, yeah, just like giving me books on marriage when I was afraid of getting married, (laughs) Um, you know, (laughs) and just like, yeah. So just recently she came to visit because she has a child out here and I was able to just meet with her again. And I'm like, she's just godly. Just, so I'm just thank, I'm thankful for, there've been many women, several women, I would say along the way like that. Um, And my husband is wise. So it's hard to pick one, but the reason I say that um, about mm-hmm. there not just being one, I hope that'll be an encouragement to the I ladies out there be. who desire that, you know, because yes. see the grace in your life yes. in the multitude, you yeah. know, in Amen. the community the Lord has placed you in. Amen. You know, I love that uh, body of Christ. So that is just, that's really, really encouraging, Blair. That encourages me personally as somebody who's moved, you know, five times in the last eight years. It's just, it can be Mm -hmm. transient. And I think it's so interesting how so many of the Journey Women listeners are also in transient locations. Lots of women who are overseas. We get messages from expats and missionaries all the time. And so Mm -hmm. I know that will be such an encouragement to them today. It has been a personal encouragement getting to chat with you about self-control. We'll be sure to connect everybody with you via the show notes if you guys want to go hop over and read uh, more from Blair. So Blair, thank you for joining me on the Journey Women podcast. It's been a joy. Thank you. Hope it's helpful. The Lord be with you. It definitely was. You guys, we pray that you will be reminded through this series that because of who Christ is and what he did, that when we place our faith in him and receive the Holy Spirit, he will bear in us the fruit of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. 
It's been such a joy to get to learn with you guys throughout this series. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've been around for a while, you know that we're actually getting ready to break over the holidays, to be with our families and to rest and prayerfully prepare for our upcoming season. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and give us a follow over on social media so that you won't miss our return. You can do that over at Journey Women Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. And as always, there are loads and loads of episodes for you to catch up on or review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support us during the break, you can find information about how to do so on our giving page on our website, journeywomenpodcast.com. Last but not least, if you've enjoyed this series or other episodes of Journey Women, would you consider giving us a little Christmas gift and writing a rating and review on iTunes or Facebook? It'll take you three minutes and doing so helps get Journey Women into the hands of other women who just might find it helpful on their journey to glorify God. You guys, we love you. As always, it's a joy to get to journey alongside you all and we'll miss you. We can't wait to see you here in 2020.